0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel. And today, we're going to be recapping the NFL draft. The draft finished up today, rounds uh, four through seven, I believe, completed all in one day. It was a busy day in the NFL. A lot of guys' dreams coming true. You'll love to see it. But obviously, that's not really going to be where our focus is. Our focus, focus is going to really lie in the first and also second round, maybe a little third round as well. But before we jump into all the news and world from the NFL draft, the honestly potential biggest storyline of the weekend came out of Green Bay, and it wasn't because they went and drafted Kyle Trask or something stupid in the first round. It's that Aaron Rodgers, the bad man himself, really seems to want Adam Schefter reporting that, He's very disgruntled. He's informed some of his teammates that he does not want to return. Ian Rappaport went on to say that he might retire if the situation isn't resolved. News coming out today that he wants the current GM fired. Just seems like a dumpster fire in Green Bay. So I'm going to start with you, Mac. What are your thoughts on the situation? I mean, I'm not the first disgruntled QB uh, to demand a trade or to demand to be let go, obviously, the Sean Watson saga. He didn't get traded. Deshaun Watson's still at Houston Texan. People don't believe he's going to play. So, what's your thoughts on this Aaron Rodgers situation? How do you think it's going to play out? And, I mean, could you really see him retiring, hanging up the cleats if this doesn't get resolved? I mean, yeah, a lot of people were saying first round pick
1: stuff. You take Eric Stokes, of course, um, from Georgia, the cornerback. I don't think the picks really matter to him at this point. Your offense, uh, of course, a lot of people thought you can take a wide receiver, that'll help them out, make him more happy. I think they're past that point. The offense has been good enough where they're able to make the NFC Championship, of course, and obviously be one of the best offenses in the NFL. So I don't believe taking a receiver or really any position on the of the first round would have changed anything. Uh, but for Aaron Rodgers, uh, right now it's seeming like He will be out of there. I don't think he will hang up the cleats. He has a lot of good football left in him as he just won the MVP. Uh, It would take a lot for him just to have a massive drop-off in his uh, playing and how he plays uh, next year, even in the next two to three years. So I think he still has a lot left in him. But um, that GM thing, what he said about getting rid of the current GM, I think that's what's going to sell for the Packers. Uh, It's really you do this, you fire him, and you could have me or you keep him and you don't have me. I think that's where they're going for it. And by saying that, to get rid of the current GM, who's really turned this team around, drafting players, drafting a lot of great players, it's just really hard. Do you want to have your GM or do you want to have Aaron Rodgers, who is aging? You just drafted Jordan Love last year, who developed, uh, who, who they're hoping developed behind him for a year. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do. It seems like they're going to have to choose between the GM and Aaron Rodgers though right now. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's not a good situation and obviously only time will really tell with this one as you know, the Deshaun Watson thing, we started the off season talking about that one. And, you know, we almost thought it was a guarantee that he would get traded. And I think he would have, if this whole, all this sexual misconduct allegations didn't come out, um, you know, rumors came out that they would have traded him probably on draft week if they couldn't repair it by then, but he's still a Texan and he's going to be a Texan for the, for the season. No one's trading for him. No one wants to deal with what the, you know, the uncertainty surrounding him right now. So Deshaun Watson is, is at Houston, Texan. Aaron Rodgers. Obviously it is a different situation. I don't see um, sexual misconduct allegations. Obviously I didn't see it for Deshaun Watson coming. So you never know, but I don't think that's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers here. So I think we're just going to have a classic QB wants out kind of situation. And I agree with you. I think, um, I think it's trending towards he's not going to be returning next year to the Packers. I, I just don't, I mean, you heard Mike Tirico say that he spoke to him at the Kentucky Derby today and he said he's happy in Green Bay and whatnot, but that's what he's been saying. I mean, if you see him on the Pat McAfee show, he's been saying that, but we keep getting these reports that he's really unhappy. And I mean, you kind of have to start trusting these guys. These guys tend to not be wrong with these things. The reporters are fairly accurate with their information. So I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we can look at ideal trading spots right now. You know, it seems like we'll get into it real, you know, in a minute here, but Denver seems to be probably the, the team that's best p- positioned to land him, especially after the draft. Um, but it, it's a, it's an ugly situation. And for the Packers, you know, you talk about the GM or, or him. I agree. I think they would go with the GM at this point, as crazy as that is just because you look at what they did last year, they selected Jordan love in the first round. They clearly, you know, eventually are looking to move on from Aaron Rodgers. And, and while you can't, you know, sit there and, and, you know, bench Aaron Rodgers per se you also can't let Jordan Love just sit on the bench for four years and not play that can't happen if you know there's clearly some sort of plan you know he just sat on the bench for a whole year you know maybe one more year but after that I think you you got to start starting the guy if if you really like Jordan Love and I think this might be your chance to say hey Aaron Rodgers has done so much for this franchise but it is time that you know we can get a crazy haul we're still going to be competitive and we really like this Love kid and we're still gonna be able to be really good. So you got to see what happens. Um, they would get a mega haul um, for sure. So you know we'll touch. We'll talk about that now. I'll, I'll talk. I'll flip this one to you, Mac. Obviously, Denver seems to be the team that's really the, the the team that's come up most this week with Aaron Rodgers. They didn't take a quarterback. They obviously Justin Fields was on the clock when they were on the clock. They went and Pat Sertain. I know a pick that a guy that you were looking for. So that hurt a little bit. Must have stung. But. They didn't take a QB. It seems like they're looking for Aaron Rodgers. Do you like any other spots? Where do you think he ends up if, you know, he obviously gets traded in and is no longer the Green Bay backer? Yeah, we've heard some teams thrown around. We've heard the Raiders and
1: teams like that. But I do think Denver is where he will end up if he gets traded. I mean, uh, for a team that would please Aaron Rodgers. This is perfect. You have a great offense. And I'll get into the picks they made in just a little bit. I'm just going go off what they had last year. But defensively, you had Kyle Fuller. You had a great defense. You have Justin Simmons. Von Miller will be back. Bradley Chubb. So the defense, it is ready now. And with the draft picks you got, um, I'll just go through them right now. I guess Pat Rutan, uh, the cornerback, that one stung. As you said, you got Caden <laughs> <laughs> Caden Stearns, the safety out of Texas. You got him today. I think that was one of the bigger steals of the draft uh, that happened. So the guy could pair up. With Justin Simmons, a lot of guys who could just make plays. Jamar Johnson forgot about him, so you're gonna have a nice trio over there. A nice, uh, all three players that you use at the safety spot. Cornerbacks, I think they're loaded there. Pass rush, they have it. Defensively, they're ready to go. Offensively, the one piece they're missing. It's a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers goes there. You have weapons. You don't maybe not have that elite, elite number one. But I think the group of three that they have with Portland Sutton, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamlin, the development that you will see from them uh, could be better than the entire group that you saw with Green Bay. But a pick I loved in this draft, Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina. He went there. In the second round and you're just adding so much talent to this team and the one position they need is quarterback they passed on justin fields and of course came out uh that's mostly likely because they want to make a push for Aaron Rodgers. you add aaron Rodgers to this team uh, i mean they're easily a super bowl contender in my opinion
0: yeah um the javante williams one. i i thought i was going to sneak one in there that you missed uh so um, yeah, that was a good move. I mean, they let go of Philip Lindsay or place him with Javante Williams. That's a really strong move from them. Their defense, like you said, it's a really good defense. And this reminds me of when Peyton Manning came to the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning, obviously, in that last season was washed. But before that, you know, he broke some records, I believe, in Denver in terms of passing touchdowns in a year and, and whatnot. And you look at that offense and, and the weapons they had, it's spectacular. I mean, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, these are solid guys, and, and CJ Anderson in the backfield. You look at what they have now, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon. I mean, that's just as good, if not better, weapons than what Peyton Manning had. And look what Peyton Manning did. Obviously, the defense back then for Denver, probably a little stronger. But right now, still a very good defense, like we said. Justin Simmons, one of the most underrated players, in my opinion, in the league. He is one of the best, if not arguably the best, safety in the NFL right now. You add Kyle Foley, you add Pat Sertain, what a good pick there. I mean, this team is loaded. They're ready to go. Denver's a great spot. Another sneaky spot um, that I could like Aaron Rodgers going to, and it's weird because I, I I don't think it will happen. It's it's a bit of a a bit of a stretch per se, but just imagine Aaron Rodgers going to Pittsburgh. That'd be an interesting one. Weirdly enough, I just thought of that right now, and I said, "Hey, that could work." I don't <laughs> think they'd be able to trade for him, but with those weapons, and you know, it could be something um Raiders I, I just don't see them doing that that's not very a, a John Gruden-esque move there um I mean if I'm just looking for on this list for another team I mean Washington could be a good spot for him that would work but you know does he fit with that scheme not necessarily um you know it, it's really hard to say I mean those few teams that I just mentioned it it's nowhere near the fit that Denver is for him. I think Denver is just it, it's just the perfect spot for Aaron Rodgers right now so um, and it seems like they're going to be the most aggressive. So if I had to put my money on it, I would say Aaron Rodgers might be a Denver Bronco starting the season. If they do move on from it, I think it'll be Denver. So with that, though, um, that can do it with the Aaron Rodgers. Stuff. I think we covered everything we wanted to do there now to the draft. What a draft it was. Cool. Obviously, um, didn't get the mock drafts quite right. Um, I think where, you know, it really started to get a little unpredictable is J.C. Horn. Went eight. That was a little shocking to me. How's the big early. In. That was my base. I know that hurt for you. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, first round was full of action. We saw the Eagles trade up with the Cowboys to the draft of Onta Smith. The, uh, the Bears obviously traded up for Justin Fields. Um, guys dropped in the draft as well. Most notably, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa drafting to the 20th pick in the second round. Obviously, the Cleveland Browns went and scooped him up. Good move by the Brownies there. I'll touch on that in a sec. But, Mac, start with you here. Who in your eyes won the draft? Name a team or two or you know some players even that you think won in the terms of the situation that they landed themselves in.
1: You know, so I love my teams. I love the top two teams in this draft. I love what the Jaguars did and some weapons for um for Trevor Lawrence. You're fixing up the defense a little bit and I love what the Jets did. You got Elijah Ver Tucker and Elijah Moore. And then who I think was the steal of the draft was Michael Carter, who dropped all the way down to the fourth round, uh, who was picked today. So four guys in this offense now, it's going to elevate the Jets a lot. Defense may have some things to work on, but offensively, they're great. But the teams that I think really won the draft, uh, sneakily, Denver Broncos, I kind of mentioned them a little bit before, but let's just talk about the Detroit Lions. You know, they want to go, they want to bite some ankles (laughs) according to their new head coach, Dan Campbell. But uh, I like what they did. They want to win the trenches right away. You got Penny Sewell, the seventh overall pick, a guy that could have went and should have went uh, at the fifth pick to the Bengals. You get him a great player, generational tackle. And then you fix up the trenches in your defensive line. Levi Anwuzarike, Malin McNeil, two guys that are absolute ballers. Levi, obviously, and arguably the best defensive tackle in this draft, and then Ali McNeil, who, who was a guy I thought could be taken in the early second round. How good he is at stopping the run and his potential in the past. And then, third round, you, get, you grab it if they out to and then a guy I fell in love with. We all know his brother, and it's Amon Ra St. Brown, the wide receiver out of USC. Uh, I mean, if you guys were just watching the draft, you saw the things that they were showing about him. He makes some great, great catches yeah who's his brother equinamius the packers receiver oh
0: okay well i don't know if everyone knows equinamius (laughs) st (laughs) brett you didn't know
1: you know wide receiver uh for the packers and his brother is now a wide receiver for the lions so he will likely be your one uh or two receiver on the team there so a guy that's very physical physical and you just see the interviews i watch NFL network a lot and they've had him on a lot he's just a guy that brings unique energy to the team and i think that's What the Lions want, guys. A lot of guys that could bring energy and who could bite your ankle, ankles per se. But other teams that did well in the draft. um, Let me just go through this real quick. Just uh, make sure I get the right team. Um, you know, Colts had a solid draft. Chargers. Let's let's go with the Chargers. Another team uh, who Rashawn Slater fell to them at thirteen. A guy that's gonna be able to play all positions in the or on the offensive line Uh, he's gonna be great in helping justin herbert and i think justin herbert has a potential for an mvp like season this uh this year uh second round you get asante samuel jr who fell to pick 15 uh in that second round so a guy that's gonna fill in for casey hayward a little bit smaller but a guy that has the ball hawk mentality his dad came through and played in the nfl and i feel like a lot of guys that are coming out this year, their fathers played. And I think that's an asset some teams like, just the familiar, familiarity that these new guys are going to have. Josh Palmer in round three, uh, just beaty guys. You could pair it with Keenan Allen, Trey McKitty. You're filling up Hunter Henry, uh, or well, fill, filling up the loss for Hunter Henry. Chris Rumpf, I think there's a potential steal of the draft. Uh, you pick him in fourth round and edge from Duke, a guy have went in the second or third. He drops down to the fourth round and uh, a really, Really good linebacker, in my opinion, who they got in the sixth round. Nick Neiman, a guy that's great in pass coverage, great versus the run, uh, very fast, athletic, and big. So I think that with the Chargers
0: are a potential uh, winner of this draft. Good picks there. I like what you said. Um, I think a potential winner of the draft, a team that I really like their draft, Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, Really good draft for them. Um, Jalen Waddle goes with the sixth pick, he's gonna be a superstar. Um, you watch the tape, you see what he's gonna be. You pair him with two attacker Viola, you know, the connection is gonna be there. You already saw what they did in college, so that's an exciting pairing. As well as you got Jalen Phillips, a guy who uh, top 10 talent who just has crazy injury history, and um, you know, obviously had to force to medically retire and whatnot, but he's he came back and he dominated. And mm-hmm. um, if this kid can stay healthy, he's gonna be a superstar. So you win with those two picks. Um, and, you know, in terms of the rest of the draft they had, I didn't think they did bad for themselves. I mean, you look in the second round, um, I don't think they actually made a pick. Oh, no, they made, they went for the tackle, Liam Eisenberg out at of at Notre Dame. That's a great pick right there. They need help with the tackle position. I was advocating that, you know, Panay Sewell at six, that was a good pick, I thought, um, for them to potentially go. They obviously opted with Waddle and it worked out for them. You land Eisenberg, who, you know, these tackles kind of flip flop. Who knows who's going to be the best? No one knows who's going to be the best tackles. This is a really deep tackle class in, in terms of, you know, the t- there's a lot of good potential guys. And, uh, you know, looking at last year, you really saw those main four guys. And after that, it was a pretty big drop off. This year, you know, you have Panay Sewell or Sean Slater. I would even throw Christian Darisaw in that mix. And after that, it's kind of a crapshoot, to be honest. You know, I mean, there's guys who are really talented, but who knows how they'll translate to the league. So, um, you know, Eisenberg, a good potential pickup. So I like those picks there. Um, they did some other good things late round. They just Hunter Long tight end out of the what college is it? boston college See yep. it happens with that i mean they got a pretty good tight end room so not a big deal but that um overall for the dolphins i thought they did well um a team that i think you have to mention in terms of a team that's winning the draft is the bears justin fields you win by just getting justin fields at the 11th pick in this draft he's gonna change that franchise around i'm telling you um andy dolan the QB1 post, I mean, that's that's I, I, I hope I was on freezing cold takes. I might have missed it, but I'm sure it was. Um, you know, it, it was the perfect situation for the Bears. You see that fan base is so ecstatic right now. Justin Fields is there, and you, this the Andy Dolan, he should not be starting this season. Give him a few starts, let Justin Fields maybe get the reins a little bit, but then you got to get this guy on board because this team can be a superstar playoff team. And, and look at that division right now. Green Bay Packers. It's an uncertain situation. Um, you know, Minnesota is a little like they're they're just kind of an eight and eight team. I guess there's nine games, seventeen games now, so maybe nine and eight, eight and nine. They didn't really add too much this off though, so I'm not too sold on Minnesota being nuts. Lions are in a rebuild, so that division with their defense, they got a good offense. Justin Fields comes in, they can win. Um, so Justin Fields just by that pick alone, and I have to talk about this team because they're one of my teams, the Cleveland Browns won this draft in my eyes. First round, you go with the cornerback, Greg Newsome, who I think was an excellent pick for the Brownies. Look, the cornerback position last year in the playoffs, it was a mess. I mean, Denzel Ward um, was kind of banged up. He had some COVID issues. So in the playoffs, you're playing guys like Terrence Mitchell Terrence Mitchell, and and some other bums who are just coming off the streets. You look at what they did this offseason. You're going to get Grant Delpit back. They brought in John Johnson to play safety. Those are safeties, obviously, but. The cornerback position. You had Troy Hill, the veteran out of LA. And this is another great pick. Greg Newsome, greedy Williams, a guy who just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You can't rely on him, unfortunately, anymore uh, to be in there, to be starting for this Cleveland Browns team. Greg Newsome, you get a dog, a guy who said, if you, I'm not taking number one, there. it's all mistakes after that. And I love that. I think it shows he's hungry. He's ready to play. And I think the potential steal of the draft. And I'm not too sure why he fell so far. Clearly, NFL teams see something they don't like, but oh, that would be J. OK, the man himself, one of the best linebackers in this class before the draft. Everyone's saying this guy's the best linebacker in the draft. And the Browns land him in the second round at pick like 52 or something like that. They trade up, go get him. And that's filling a big need for them. He fits perfectly almost. They were really considering him in the first round, they said. And I mean, you look at the talent, the talent's undeniable. And also, you know, for the Cleveland Browns linebacker position, it's not the most used in their scheme. It's not the most important. And that's why they don't really address it too much in the offseason. They did bring in Anthony Walker, but, um, I mean, look at that outside linebacker spot. It's like Mack Wilson, BJ Goodson. I'm clowning Clowney as more of an edge. Um, I know he sometimes has been considered an outside linebacker, but he'll play edge. So, you know, JOK fits perfectly. You can put him in, in that starting and, you know, if he's good, he's going to be good. Um, And, you know, these picks and some of these teams, it just seems like they start blocking on these players. We saw with DK Metcalf. Um, That's the most notable one recently that comes to mind. You know the talent's there. He's a stud. Teams just get scared for some reason. So we'll see if there's, you know, something that scared him. I don't know what scared him away, but Cleveland Browns did good in this draft. They drafted a tackle late on. They like they drafted an OSU boy, which I liked as well. So good moves for the Cleveland Browns. And that is uh, some of my winners of the draft i um, happy with the Jets draft as well. Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, very good first round there, as well as the speedy receiver, Elijah Moore, like we mentioned already. Um, you know, that's a first round player right there. So good draft for those teams. But now on the flip side, the losers of the draft. Losers, man. Potentially, potential players in this draft. I know I've kind of got one in mind, but, um, you know, teams that maybe didn't draft so well. So, Mac, who are your losers of the 2021 NFL draft? You know, this is a
1: loser every single damn year. It's the damn Raiders, you know. (laughs) They always overdraft a player by at least a round. We saw Damon Arnett last year from Ohio State. (laughs) This year, it was Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle from Alabama. I mean, this guy. He had a 60% chance to be there and be available at their second round pick, I believe it was the 20th pick or something like that in the second round. And he was supposed to and projected to be available when he's there. And you get him by over a round is when you're drafting him. Terrible, terrible pick. And not only are you drafting him by over a round, you have studs available. You have Christian Derisaw available. You have Tevin Jenkins available. He fell to the second round, but these guys that have been absolute studs, we've talked about them as first round players and you're having them go all the way to the second round potentially with some of these guys you're drafting the second round or a guy who's probably not even top five, top six, top seven tackle in this class. And you're drafting him as if he's what was this? Uh this, The third. So it just, it makes no sense. But aside from the Raiders, that's an obvious loser. I do like their second round pick when they jumped my Dallas Cowboys
0: to take the player I wanted, Trayvon Moehrig. But obviously that first round pick is what uh good pick there. Yeah. Moehrig was, uh we thought he was going to be first round talent. We, we yeah. both had him high in the first round. So, um, they got a good talent in Mo Rig there. So they kind of made, I saw something that was like if you just flip that around in terms of saying Mo Rig first round, Leatherwood second, people are saying the Raiders yeah. would have a really good draft. So they made up with it in the second round. They did, they did. First round pick a little bit of an over well, not a little
1: bit, a oh, big bit of <laughs> more draft. But um let's go to another team and I'm gonna say uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um they picked up some solid players, but with that, they had only three draft picks this entire draft. They
0: pick three guys.
1: Three, guys. three guys. Oh my God! Ryan Eskridge, their pick in the second round, twenty fourth in that second round, the wide receiver from and Michigan. You're getting a guy a little bit bigger, a little bit faster. You use on jet sweeps and all that stuff. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot of teams wanting to do in the NFL. And what we've seen from this draft, a lot of fast guys. You could you could just use it in a variety of ways, like we're seeing with the with the I was about to say the Patriots. I mean uh, the Chiefs just using guys like that fast in new ways that uh, keeps the defense on its toes. And you get another solid pick up with Trey Brown, in the fourth round. I think that's a little bit of a sleeper pick six round stone foresight. That I heard them talking about, Like he was a little bit of a good pick on ESPN or, on ESPN or whatever, but I didn't really know much about him, but uh, just in this context, while I'm saying it's a bad draft for them. Yeah. Three picks and in your division, we know it's going to be hot. Every team has a chance to win the division and you need the draft picks. You need the depth just in case something happens if you want to win this division. The 49ers, they drafted the Trey Lance, and they had that loaded defense. Their offense is going to be good once Trey Lance comes in. They have a, they could put up a fight for first in this division, and even beyond that. You have the Rams, who are Super Bowl contenders in my eyes. They added Tutu Atwell, the super fast receiver, one of the best receivers in this class. You're just adding a lot of guys on all these other teams. And the Seahawks, they didn't have the ability to do that because they did not have the picks and then you have the Cardinals too, a little bit of an overdraft. Isaiah Collins there in the first round, but all these teams, they had picks. They're all fighting for first place in that division. You guys have three. You did took uh, take advantage of those three picks, but it's not going to cut. And I could think that not having the three picks in this draft could cause them to become that fourth team uh, in that division this year.
0: Yeah, I like that. I didn't even realize Seahawks only had three picks. Um, you just see the Seahawks, they just kind of trade to get these guys and, and, you know, like Jamal Adams, they give up a lot to get him, and, and they're just not thinking. I mean, at the end of the day, Seahawks right now are just a team that's good, but they're just not there. They're not Super Bowl team, and, and they won't be um, right now. Um, for me, I, I got a few. Yep. I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars are a loser of this draft. They get Trevor Lawrence, so automatically it looks good. But from there, I wasn't loving their draft picks. Specifically at 25 with Travis Etienne, I thought this was one of the worst picks in the draft. First of all, you take a running back in the first round who, you know, probably would have been there at your second round pick. So immediately, that's a, that's a poor choice. You could have picked Greg Newsom out of out of Northwestern there and gotten Etienne. So you already messed up there. You already have James Robinson. What's the need to go for Etienne? I know you're trying to create mismatches and problems for the defense, make the transition for Trevor Lawrence smooth, but. At the end of the day, I, I think it just showed a, a little lack of, of Urban Meyer's knowledge and, and who he wants, per se, for the scheme. James Robinson, it, it played like one of the best running backs in the league last year. And the old line wasn't even that good. You can address the old line You can do things like that. But ETM was just not a not a need for them here. And I think they're just trying to cater to Trevor Lawrence too much and whatnot. And, I mean, their second-round pick, Tyson Campbell, he's good and whatnot. He, he's good from Georgia. But, um, you know – I would have rather had Asante Samuel personally. I think Asante Samuel is a bit more of a talent or, or Travon Moe, right? um, You did take CJ Henderson last year. So you're banking on them two to be the draft pairing of the future. Um, I mean, they did take Andre Sisco, pretty good safety out of Georgia. So, and Jay Tufel, uh, pretty good player there. But I think that ETN pick for me, I, I just really felt like it was a terrible pick and makes them, in my eyes, not necessarily a winner. Yeah. Another team that I think is a loser in this draft, just because of the situation they got put in, is the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys really had just an unfortunate chain of events happen to them. Nothing that they did, no misdrafting on their end. They drafted well with what they were given, but it's just they got screwed with the players on the board. I like the pick today of Jabril Cox, a guy who I thought was pretty high. I thought he might go late second, early third round. I could have saw him going, so I really like that pick up there. But first round, this team needs one of those corners, JC Horn. Pat Sertain, and, you know, they get taken right in front of him. I mean, I don't think anyone really saw that scenario playing out where neither one of those guys would be on the board, um, and they they both were gone. Um, so you have to trade back. You take Micah Parsons, who a guy who people are high on, um, but people also have worries about. He obviously opted out, hasn't played in a bit. So we'll see what happens there. Second round, you get jumped in front of again for Trevon Mowrig, a, a top talent. I mean, Kelvin Joseph, we talked about him a bit offline. Talents there. He's got some off the field issues, though, um, which makes you a little concerned. Another guy who opted out at part of the year. So for me, Dallas just unfortunately was so close to landing some top tier talent that I really think would have put them in a really good position. But they just got kind of unlucky and a player who I think lost just because of the hype and whatnot was Mac Jones. I think the situation he is in is very good. But I think just a guy who Mac Jones, who thought he was going to be doing going first, you know, first three and ends up going at fifteen. It's pretty funny to watch him in the green room just like pretty seemed like he was not too happy with what was unfolding. But that's where he should have gone. Fifteen was always the right spot. So it'll be a good fit, but just a loser in terms of what was expected to happen. And finally a team that I was a little eh about their draft. Um eh, I won't uh eh. I would say this about this. I would, I would agree with you with the Raiders. Um, I'm scrolling through the teams right now, a team that I thought could have done a little better. Maybe was the Bengals. I would say, um, Jamar chase first round. You got to like the pick, but at the end of the day, eh, not loving, you know, you could add Panay Sewell at the end of the day. Um, and in the second round they took this tackle Jackson, Carmen, of Clemson, um, I think they should have went rad-ons personally or caused me. I'm higher on both those guys, so um, I don't know. That's just preference, I guess, but um, I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling on right now, so I'm not going to start criticizing other teams. But for me, I would say my main losers in this draft, um, weirdly the Jags and then Dallas just got unlucky with their situation.
1: Yep. Yep. And then I guess I kind of want to piggyback on to what you said about Mac Jones or just the team in general. I kind of forgot to mention them before in my draft winners. I think the Patriots are draft winners. Um, yeah. after that pick, a guy you didn't even have to trade up for him. You got lucky. He fell right in your lap. You didn't have to lose any other picks. Should I go up to get your guy? Yeah, you that fit your system the best, and who I think. Uh, will translate the best. And any, any team he could have been chosen to, the Patriots are going to translate him to the NFL, very good. It's going to be a question, does he start right away over Cam? I think he should, but uh, we're going to have to see how that happens or what happens there. But overall, I loved the Patriots draft. Christian Barmore in the second, a guy. Great pick. A guy who had that first-round talent explosive in the past, explosive versus the run. We saw what he was doing in the playoffs, especially versus Ohio State. He's just a monster. And then Ronnie Perkins, a guy that could have been taken in the second round. you got him pick 33 in the third round with your compensatory pick. Absolute steal. You go down a little bit in the fifth round. You get Cameron McGrone, a great linebacker out of Michigan. And you just get so many guys that are contrib- that are going to be able to contribute right away on top of the amazing, amazing free agency that you did have. Uh, this was a team I was worried and didn't think that they would make the playoffs with Cam Newton, even after all those free agency signings. But after this draft, I mean, my, my thoughts may be changing. And I do think the Patriots could make uh, and do some damage
0: this year. Yeah, Patriots had a good draft. Um, and my Mac Jones comment, I, it's not that they, you know, he his situation he was the best he could have gotten in. Just the fact that he was, you know, projected and, and favored to go at three and he ends up going 15, just not ideal for him. Real quick, another last team that I think had a good draft, Philadelphia. I like their draft a lot. Devonta Smith, first round. Um, they like him a lot. They clearly went up traded for him. It's going to be another and, uh, I know you're not. It's going to be another uh, I, I agree. I think he got. He shows signs of, of bust potential and whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, they did have a good draft. Landon Dickerson, really good talent at center in the second round. You know, looks like Jason Kelsey will, will be on his way out soon enough. Um, In terms of, you know, he's getting up there in the age. So some good picks there um, Mm -hmm. from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, All right. So moving on in terms of the draft, I guess we'll kind of do an outlook now on some certain teams. Obviously some situations change. The one question I want to ask first to you, Mac. Right now, obviously we saw five quarterbacks go in the first round. So I'm going to touch on them. And then I'm going to go to the other quarterbacks and real quick, and the ones who went in the third round or so. First five quarterbacks, obviously, T. Law, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Who do you think out of those five guys is going to win the Super Bowl first and then the, also the guy who will end up having the best career out of all those five?
1: All right. Win the Super Bowl first. Um, so Jets and, um, and, and the Jaguars, I do think, on an upward rise once they get good i think they're gonna stay good for for a good amount of time i just don't think they're there yet maybe another one or two years but once they get good they're gonna be and stay good um right now i think it's gotta be it's gotta be tree lance or it's gotta be justin fields and let me try and decide between the two right now um who do i want to want tree lance who's gonna have to fight for that division who has a good chance right now or you know what Justin Fields, um, you know, just give me Trey Lance. I think it took me a minute, but get, give me Trey Lance. I think he's more ready to win the next one or two years. The Bears, they're super close, but they still say Andy Dalton has started. They still want to develop develop uh, Justin Fields. And I do think they're a little bit behind the 49ers right now uh, in terms of talent, but I think it's very close between which one of those two um, could win the Super Bowl. First, Trey Lance, you're going to an offense – that's pretty good. You got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Hope they stay healthy. And with a healthy George Kittle, I mean, the sky's the limit. A great run game behind a great offensive line when healthy. A defensively, defensive line, wreck Havoc, Nick Nick Bose, all the guys there. Just overall, defensively and offensively, they're well-rounded and they're great. So I do think they have a really good potential um, to win the Super Bowl first uh, with Trey Lance. And then who I think will have the most success overall, Um t- Wait, let me rephrase that. Most success or who will
0: be the best? Um, who will be the best, I guess. I mean, yeah, who, who will be the best? And I guess you can tie that to having the most success at the NFL level. Like who will perform the best at the
1: end? OK, I'll, I'll give it to Justin Fields. I mean, our Ohio State state guy. I mean, you just look, guys don't come out of college with that much competitiveness, what he did versus Clemson. I keep seeing every single episode we talk about quarterbacks and draft. It's, it was just special. He came out and you lit him up while he was hurt. He's going to be a guy that's going to be reliable. He'll be there and he'll play at his best in when he's in the bad situations. That's what's remarkable about him. He'll always play good. And no matter what the circumstances are around him, he'll elevate the team uh, on the field and off the field. And I think that's what's going to make him special. He makes the plays. He has the athleticism. I think that's what he's great. But a guy who couldn't have most success overall um, in terms of accolades, maybe winning and all that stuff, I think it'll be Zach Wilson, if I'm being honest. Um, he may be my third or fourth favorite quarterback in this draft, but just look what the Jets are doing. They're doing what they never could have done for Sam Darnold. You get him offensive lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker, you get him uh, Corey Davis this offseason. You get him Elijah Moore this draft. And you get Michael Carter, a running back, who could have gone in the second round. You got him in the fourth round. Uh, just You're putting him in a great situation right away. And if you start building this defense around him, this is a team that's going to be good for a very long time.
0: I think the quarterback who's going to win the next Super Bowl, is. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to win the Super Bowl for the next five, seven, eight years, to be honest. Um, when I look at the NFL and the state of the NFL right now, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills, the Baltimore Ravens I think of. I think of, you know, whoever has Deshaun Watson is going to be good. I think of those teams as teams right now that are, are very highly up. The Rams right now are, are in that conversation. The Saints seem to be in a good spot. Those are, are the teams to me that are in spots where I'm looking at them and saying these guys are going to compete for the Super Bowl for the next three to four years. I think Trey Lance is in the best spot right now to win the Super Bowl. Will he win the Super Bowl? I don't think so, because if you think about it, I don't think Trey Lance is going to be starting this year. I think Jimmy G will be the quarterback this year, um, as weird as that is. Um, I think they'll give Jimmy G another year. And then I think Trey Lance comes in. But to me, I think the quarterback who's going to win the next Super Bowl, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be there. I don't know. if I don't know. I don't have too much faith in Mac Jones. I think for me, it's between Fields, Wilson and Lawrence. And I'm going to go with Zach Wilson. Um, I'm. Believing in the New York Jets right now and what they're building. I think what they're building, like you touched on, something special. Um, And looking at these other teams and, and the way they're drafting, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just didn't like their draft. It wasn't a smart draft in terms of looking at the future and saying, we need to establish certain things. I mean, you look at that offensive line, you have Cam Robinson. He's a big question mark. Trevor Lawrence's protection is really not that good. Andrew Norwell's aging. I mean, they don't really have too much guys. You look what the New York Jets are doing. They're learning from their mistakes. Joe Douglas came in, and he's riding the ship. You look at their draft capital for the next gazillion years, and and it's ridiculous. I mean, they have two more firsts next year. Um, They have more seconds. I think they'll have three seconds or two seconds next year, maybe two-thirds as well. You look at their draft this year. Zach Wilson, a kid who – has a lot of talent people aren't you know people don't know what he'll be at the end of the day people are a little it's 50 50 i saw him on draft night he was fired up and i loved him i think he's got some edge competitiveness to him the coastal carolina game worried me a bit but i think he'll be i think he'll be fine and you look at what they're doing that left side of the old line is set for the future mckay becton and elijah Vera tucker those are two stars right there potentially i mean that you're looking at in the future is having the potential to be one of the best left sides of the offensive line in the league. I mean, you look at the Chiefs right now, that's the top one. I like Cleveland's a lot, and the Jets is not. We haven't seen Elijah Vary a second player snap, but I'm just saying in the future they could be up there in terms of top left sides of the line. They draft Elijah Moore. I like that pick a lot. They you know, they have the pieces in place right now. They're starting to put them in pace. Marcus Moore, Marcus May, um, Quentin Williams is still there. I mean, they're slowly building. And I think with all these teams, it's going to be slowly building. And the team I like that's slowly building, and I think it's going to get there, weirdly enough, is the New York Jets. In terms of quarterback who have the most success in the NFL, I'm going to give it to Justin Fields as well. I think Justin Fields is a superstar. And I think if you look at the situation in Chicago right now, just in terms of who's starting with the most offensive talent, I think you can argue it's Justin Fields. I think it's either him or Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance, obviously, with George Kittle, um, IU, Debo Samuel. But Justin Fields is Allen Robinson. He's a top six, seven receiver in the league. Darnell Mooney's really good. Cole Komet, Don, ugh, David Montgomery, goodness gracious. Justin Fields has, has weapons, and I think he's so talented. I, th- I think he's really a star. Um, I would say second would be Trevor Lawrence. I'm not huge on him, but I think it's close between him and Fields. I think they're very going to have similar success at the NFL level. While Lawrence, I'm not high on as a generational talent, there's no denying he's good and that he's going to be good in the NFL. He's not going to be a bust. He's going to be a bust from his form of generational talent. I don't think he's going to be a generational talent, but I think he's going to be very good in the NFL. And I think in terms of third, I'm going to give it to Zach Wilson. I think he'll have a lot of success. I think he might win the most championships, weirdly enough, out of this group. And then Trey Lance and Mac Jones. I think Trey Lance is a guy who's got a lot of developing to do. He's not NFL ready right now. Mac Jones, I I just don't think he'll be, I think, I don't love what they're doing. I I understand he'll translate well, but in terms of Mac Jones being, you know, a superstar, I don't think you can replicate Tom Brady. I think that's what they're trying to do. And I think they're going to try and mold him to be Tom Brady when it's just not going to happen.
1: Yep. I totally agree. I mean, if there was one player in the world that could possibly replicate Tom Brady, it would be Mac Jones, but it's tough ass. He comparing a guy who could be chasing who knows how many Super Bowls it'll be now. Um, for Tom Brady and then Mac Jones it's just no comparison you can't compare anyone to uh, Tom Brady uh, at all even even the styles of play shouldn't even consider just how good and what Tom Brady has been uh, able to accomplish but uh, I love the points you made Zach Wilson I totally agree with you I think he's gonna have a great future because of what the Jets are doing Robert saw a great coach and you're seeing what he's doing you saw the mistakes that they made with uh, Sam Donald not getting him talent you're getting them to, you're getting Zach Wilson town right now. And I think an important point you also made was they're not, it's not, it's not going to be ready for now. And I forgot what I was just about to say. Okay. Now I remember what I was about to say, but you're looking at, all these teams, the teams that don't have success are the teams that draft the quarterback and don't surround the quarterback with talent. Josh Rosen couldn't do crap when he was at the Cardinals. Sam Darnold, you saw he couldn't do crap. yet. no one. It's every single quarterback who has the talent. They obviously have the talent. They just don't have help. They always – become boss because they think the quarterback can develop on his own and just become a superstar and translate into a superstar when he has no talent. I don't even think some of the great quarterbacks in the league uh, could do things with the amount of talent that some of these guys have had. Zach Wilson, he's going right into the league with talent, with help, and he's going to develop arguably the fastest out of all the guys in the group because of that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. I want to touch on one thing and then I want to go into a fun segment that I don't even think you know about. I just thought of it on the spot. Yeah. But the one thing I want to touch on is just the state of – in terms of contending in the top teams, obviously, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks have the favorites in the NFC secured. I don't think their draft – I mean, they had a weird draft. Kyle Trask, kind of a nice pick. I low-key like that pick, by the way. Um, especially if Tom Brady can give him some wisdom, develop him, and they get a young QB which they needed to do. So good move there. I like that. But I think they have the top as secured for the uh, favorites in the NFC. But in terms of the AFC right now, I know we talked about it off air. The Cleveland Browns seem to be catching up. I will say the Kansas City Chiefs, and I forgot to mention this, I have them as one of my winners of the draft as well. I thought they did really good for themselves. Um, First round, I mean, you trade that pick essentially for Orlando Brown, but the second round you draft Creed Humphrey, a kid who I'm really big on at center. He's a stud. He also dropped Trey, uh, I believe Trey Smith's his name, in the later round, sixth yeah. round. I think that's a potential steal. He's a very good kid at Tennessee. Um, so that o line, once again, is just it's just building and building. But Mac, my question to you: I mean, how would you rank up these top teams in the AFC? Obviously, Cleveland, Buffalo, and KC. It seems to be these three at the top right now. Maybe Baltimore, but I don't know. So, how would you rank these three teams in terms of who's the best and who potentially has the most talent? And who you know who I mean? What are your thoughts on these thoughts? Sir? I should stop rambling. What are your thoughts? On <laughs> oh,
1: give me the Browns up top. Um, really? I'm surprised because when we we're talking on camera, you're saying the Chiefs, but your Browns been even high on them, and at times you've said they are above the Chiefs, and now you're kind of this in betraying me after this betraying amazing the brownies. You're betraying your own team, and you're betraying me after this amazing draft. But let me tell you something. You add JOK and you have him in that lineup versus the Chiefs this year, Chad Henney ain't getting that first down. He really isn't. You put JOK in there, the Browns are winning that game with the speed that this kid has. I mean, the talent they're adding – um, sure, it may be hard to stop the speed of the Chiefs. Uh, it'll always be hard, but the teams that beat them, it's just hard defense. You get in the face of Pat Mahomes, and you just try and slow down some of the receivers. We saw the success that the Buccaneers had once they started doubling Tyreek, and they had the players that could have even lock down Tyreek on some plays alone. And the Browns, their defense is ready for this. I think this is arguably the best defense in the NFL right now. Miles Garrett, of course. I mean, you saw him when he was going up on the draft. I mean, you saw the biceps through the freaking suit. He is huge. We, <laughs> we have no questions of what what he's going to do he's going to wreck havoc on no matter who he's going up against no matter how good the tackle is he's going to be great malik jackson uh, as a defensive tackle Jadavian Clowney, um the linebacker position as i said jeremiah was Cormo, a guy that could fly he can make plays on the ball he could cover he can come he could hit you right in the mouth he diagnosed as well i mean he is a perfect linebacker for this team and really the one need uh, that they had uh, on the defense in my opinion and where I really think the impact's gonna be in comparing all these teams is the cornerback position. You just have to stop each other. Each team has a great receiver. Uh, the Browns, they have Jarvis Landry. they have Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, the Chiefs, they have Tyree Kill, who you're gonna have to stop. And, you're, and then for the Bills, you're gonna have Stephon Diggs, who you're gonna have to stop. So uh, the teams, all these teams, they need a cornerback that could stop uh, the receiver on the other team for making some big plays, and I think that's where the differences uh, between all these three teams is going to come from. And you go out, you get Greg Newsome, Adam, Denzel War Troy Hill. You have three guys that can play great. You can lock down opposing offenses, and I think that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to leave it into the hands of Patrick Mahomes and let some of these other un. Or really lesser known guys make plays on the offense if you want to get beat uh the safety position john johnson ronnie harrison jr grant delpit it's just amazing the list goes on and on of how good this defense is and i think the reason why they're ahead of, uh they're above of the chiefs right now is because of the defense i think their defense uh, could put up a good fight against the chiefs chiefs right now for me their second offense uh, you don't really have to talk much about that. They improved their left tackle position or right tackle, whatever it's going to be with Orlando Brown. Uh, you can add a- but
0: He'll be playing on the left. He won't. He'll refuse to play on the right. He'll definitely be on the left. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: But um. Well, so the offensive line is going to be great. you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire more involved. I don't know that in my mind. This offense is going to be great as normal. But the defense is just not – it's not on par with the Browns. Uh, Browns, I think they're going to be able to score more points than the Chiefs will if they were to play a game right now. Uh, no matter how high scoring it will be, I think the Browns are just going to be able to outscore them because the Chiefs' defense is not as good as the, uh, as the Browns' offense and the Browns' defense. Um, but then Bill's third, I just – I just – don't know about them. I like the picks. He had two defensive ends, first two rounds. uh, Gregory Russo, obviously the first one. I kind of like that pick. It's all right. But defensively, they're there. Offensively, uh, they are there except for the run game. And I think the run game is what kills them and why they are not up and on the same level as uh, the Chiefs. And the Browns, obviously the Chiefs—they're not a big running team. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, two different monsters right there. And I think uh, if you—if the Bills want to compete with one of them, or either one of those teams, you have to get a run game going, and I don't see that happening right now.
0: I agree with you. I'd put the Bills third. Um, I think if you look at the teams from last year, um, in terms of the Browns, the Browns really improved their defense, and that's what I'm going to touch on a bit. Buffalo kind of stayed the same. They really have a similar team than last year. So um, they didn't really upgrade in in many spots. They kind of just have a similar team, Um, you know, good team. But right now puts them third. I can't put the Browns about the Chiefs just on the fact that, look, the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. And I'll stick by the fact that I think the Cleveland Browns might be in a better position for the whole season. But right now, fully healthy. I can't pick against the Chiefs. The problem is the Chiefs do not have the depth and the players to sustain major injuries. Major injuries to any of their key players is way more detrimental, as I've said, than to Cleveland. We saw it with Odell Beckham last year. Odell Beckham, you can compare his worth on the offense to like a Travis Kelsey in terms of the talent and, and where they rank. Odell goes down and that offense still moves. Travis Kelsey goes down, that offense is totally different for the Cleveland Browns or for the Tennessee Chiefs. But I'm gonna pick the Chiefs, just because that offensive line is is it's unreal how good it is now. At the end of the day, they bring in Austin Blythe. I love their draft in terms of Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith. I love. I'm high on both those guys. Um, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney. That's the best left side of the offensive line in the league. You know their offense can get it done in terms of the passing. Their defense, they did even a good job. They brought in Jerron Reed, who I thought was a very underrated player in free agency. A lot of guys are high on him. You know, myself included, they have a good D line at the end of the day. Him, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, they get pressure on the quarterback. They have Dirty Dan Sorensen, he always makes plays. They have Ladarius, Sneed, Jadarius, Ladarius, whatever the hell that first name is. It's been a while since I now. can't
1: believe you're pronouncing my boy's name wrong. Come on now, Ladarius,
0: Ladarius, Ladarius. There so it Ladarius. Okay. It's been a while since I've said his name. Um, that secondary needs work though. They do have the honey badger, of course. The linebacking core is not great. So it's tough. It's really tough. And I think it's neck and neck with the Browns. And I think in the long term, I think the Cleveland Browns are probably in a better spot. Um, but I'm just going to favor the chiefs just because they are the defending AFC champs and whatnot. So I'm going to pick them, but Cleveland, I'll say this on Cleveland and this is kind of where I'll wrap it up before we hit the quick hit segments, which, um, you don't know anything about, so that'd be fun. Um, Look, their team is so good, the Cleveland Browns. It's the best team they've had in a long time. I mean, God knows how good you know this team is compared to some of their other teams. I mean, it's up there. It's one of the top Browns teams of all time. Quarterback position, Baker Mayfield, such a good quarterback under the system of Kevin Stefanski. The running attack is the best in the NFL with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and that absurd offensive line. Tight end room is, is very good as well, one of the best tight end groups in the league with Harrison Bryant, David Njoku, and, of course, Austin Hooper. Wide receivers are good. They added a wide receiver in the third round who should be solid. And the defense was the problem for this team, and they went out, and they put themselves in conversation to be a top five, top three defense. Um, Miles Garrett, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I think you can argue that he's right after Aaron Donald in terms of best defensive players. You put Jadeveon Clowney on the other side, hoping that he can become what everyone thinks he has the potential to become and be in the NFL. You add Tech McKinley, Malik Johnson as well to that D-line. You add Troy Hill, John Johnson in the secondary. You add Greg Newsome and J.O. draft. Draft. It's it's huge. The defense is going to be great. Grant Delpit essentially is, a, is, is an addition as well. And I think the key thing to the Cleveland Browns and their defense and their secondary specifically, they no longer have to rely on Greedy Williams to be healthy. But in the prior years, Greedy Williams was penciled in a cornerback, too. And after that, the depth was really not strong. I mean, TJ Carey, I think, was on the team playing and, and whatnot. I mean, they had bombs after him. So right now, Greedy Williams, there's no pressure on him to be healthy. And that's what's huge for this Cleveland Browns team. They have guys behind him now, two guys that are very good talent. They'll be on the field that can cover in case this guy goes down. And that's the key, because when Greedy Williams went down, Denzel Ward was needed to be healthy, because if he's not healthy, then you're in a mess especially with the Sendejo special lurking, glad he's gone. That safety group, very good for the Cleveland Browns, one of the best in the NFL, and that cornerback group slowly becoming one of the best. We'll see what Greg Newsom can be. I think he's going to be a star in the Northwestern. So Cleveland Browns, very, very close to the Chiefs, and I think if we start to see guys go down for the Chiefs, Cleveland immediately overtakes them in my eyes. But with that, quick hits to end the day. It's going to be a few minutes here, but real quick, I'm just going to ask you quick hitter-type things. And then you can do the same to me. We can time it, and we'll go each for one minute. And we're just going to ask questions, trying to either draft or teams that are better in the NFL. Then you give a very quick-headed response. No in-depth, just your opinion on the topic. So I'm um, I mean, going to start here in about five. So I'll, I'll give myself 15 seconds to think of some. You can think of some as well. And then I'll go for a minute, and then you can go for 15 seconds as well. Um, of your prep and then go for a minute. So, um, real quick, we will prep. Um, just look at the draft and some top questions. What are you thinking. Hmm? How
1: many questions you thinking?
0: As many as you can fit in. You just keep going.
1: All right. All right. All right. Let's see. <laughs> let's see here. All right. You ready? You ready to get quick quick hit here? No. I'll I'll come out on the on the spot. I'll think of something. All
0: right. Here we go. Well, under prep. All right, I'm gonna start when this hits 45 and then I'll go for a minute. Okay. All right. Better NFL career, Najee Harris or Travis Etienne? Um, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. Better, better NFL pick and player for the future, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Better receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Waddle, or Jerry Judy?
1: Jalen Waddle.
0: Biggest bust in the first round in this NFL draft will be.
1: Um, Devonta Smith.
0: Devonta Smith, interesting pick there. Will Carson once win the AFC South?
1: He will not. He will not. Tighten up, baby. <laughs> Can Pittsburgh win the division? Can Pittsburgh win the division? No, they cannot. No, they cannot. Not even make the playoffs.
0: Should Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston start for the Saints? Give me J- Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Um, can will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers repeat as NFC champs? They will. And lastly, the New York Giants or the Washington football team, who will be better this upcoming season? Uh, football team. Football team. All right. Team. There you go. One minute of questions. <laughs> Get in the books. All right. You did right. pretty well for yourself there. I like what you did. So when you're ready, hit me with some quick hitter questions. Right. Should I put up a timer on my phone or you got that? Um, You can put up a timer on your phone. Okay. You let's get it. I think we can start doing this every episode. I like this.
1: I like it. I like it. I'm going to have to come up with these on the spot right now, but let's do it. I was, I was doing the same thing too. All right. From three, <laughs> two, one, the minute starts. Carolina Panthers playoff team or not? I think they make the playoffs. All right. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence. Best cornerback in this class will be who? Patrick Sertain. Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman? Rashad Bateman. What place will the New York Jets finish this upcoming season?
0: They'll be last in the division.
1: I got to ask this. Cowboys, where do they rank in the NFC East? They rank second. All right. Team that could potentially overtake the Bucks this season will be who?
0: That's a tough one. I'm going to go with. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, New Orleans. All right. Best edge rusher in this draft will be who? Ooh. Um, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Rashawn Gary.
1: Rashawn Gary? Oh, wait. Could he pay? Could he pay? Could he pay? Could he pay? <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Rashawn
0: Gary oh it will my be <laughs> <That's Andrew>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my God, Cody oh. oh. You want to do thirty more seconds or another minute? Another quick hitter? I'm
1: down. Let's do it. Are these All questions, right, one more, are gonna be harder for you to think of now, huh? All
0: right, you <laughs> go. I'll go. All right. All right. Let's see it. You want me to ask you first? All or right. You? I got. it. Which North Carolina running back drafted will be better in the NFL?
1: Uh, Javante Williams, too similar to Nick Chubb right now.
0: Can Cam Newton be a top ten quarterback in the NFL this season? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> hell no! Will the Chicago Bears dethrone the Packers and win the NFC North this season? Um, let's take it for a yes, yes. Take for a yes. Interesting there. Can Tua Viola be? I don't even know what I'm saying. say. Well, the Miami Dolphins win the division this season.
1: It'll be close. You know what? Let's have fun. Yeah.
0: Something will happen. Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. Playoffs or rebuild? Which will they hit first? Oh, rebuild. Rebuild. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Jared Goff. What's his future in two years? Out of the league or just regain starting quarterback? Backup quarterback somewhere. Backup quarterback somewhere. And my final question for you, Mr. Rommel. Dude, let's hear it. Dallas, Cowboys, will they be in the playoffs this upcoming season?
1: Yes, let's just give them the seventh seed. Just give them the seventh seed in a wild card somehow. It,
0: I like it. I like it.
1: Let's just give it to them. I like it.
0: It'll come back right, to the last week you. like
1: always. All right. So let me pull up a timer. Um, what was this so low? Okay. Reset. Let me think of my first question real quick just you know i wonder if i just start the timer i'll just come off the top of my head but uh let's you know what let's do it all right three two
0: one where will the falcons be in the next two to three years ooh um drafting a new quarterback but still able to compete with their offensive weapons
1: will kyle pitts become one of the greatest tight ends of all time top 10 not top five 10 not top five all right all right um how long does it take for the saints to get back to the playoffs this year the saints
0: will be in the playoffs this year
1: this year okay tennessee titans uh took caleb farley and eventually elijah molden where do you see them right now
0: uh, i see them second in that division fighting for a playoff spot
1: okay baltimore ravens uh do they make the playoffs
0: they will. Second-best the team in that division, I could see him getting the sixth seed. MVP this season. Which conference? Both conferences? or Yeah, out of both. Choose just best player. Um, AFC, Baker, Mayfield, NFC. I'm going to give it to... Ooh, NFC, NFC, NFC. I'm going to give it to Matthew Stafford.
1: Ooh! Matt Stafford, you know, the one minute is up... I got to ask this, and if you you give me the wrong answer, we're going to have a big problem here. Will Dak Prescott be a top-five quarterback in the league this year?
0: He will. Dak Prescott will be a top-five quarterback in the league this year. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Quick hits coming every week from now on till outside the arena. Um, And, yeah, that's all I got for this episode if you want to wrap it up. That's just one sound the trumpets good day here over at my house. Quick hits, baby. Jets. I like it.
1: Jets, Brownies, Mets, I mean, for you. I can't even. No, I'm not bad today.
0: Not a bad day. Not a bad day.
1: Not a bad day at all. How are you? I wish I I mean, if I were you, I'd be super happy by Dallas Cowboys. Who knows what the hell's gonna be going to go on with that in this upcoming season. But uh, at least one of the two of us is happy. So with that, as always, we appreciate you all for watching. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, not only on this channel, but on our other channel, OTA Clips, where we're going to be doing some shorter things. We post stuff, watch Madness, just more breaking news type stuff over there. Also, if you want, guys want to get in contact with us, the best place would be on Instagram, just to talk. And if you, you want to come on for an episode of OTA Clips or something like that, my Instagram is mac.rommel.
0: Griffin's Instagram
1: is Griffin Senek. I'll say it for you. And our podcast Instagram is outside the arena podcast. As I said, feel free to hit us up there.
0: Everyone, I hope you enjoyed your draft weekend, and we will see you all next week.